Welcome. Thank you all for joining. You are listening to or watching the Cold World Podcast. I teased uh, today's interview a little bit. I am uh, I'm very excited about this interview. Um, I, I grew up listening to this person. I've been in love with this person. And, uh, and this person has agreed to come on the Cold World Podcast. Now, I've had interviews before, but I've not been... Uh, flustered as you say so i actually did more writing stop it special I was guest, you gotta you gotta you're supposed to wait till i bring you in this is okay i'm sorry yes i'm used so, to being on the other side i don't even know how to act <laughs> so we okay. have right. miss the legendary <clears throat> nikki thomas she is a radio host she's a certified yoga instructor she's a speaker uh, she's the founder of the Soul Yoga Project. She spent 13 years on KBLX. Uh, she was on a legendary Kevin Brown morning show. Then she co-hosted with Mr. Steve Harvey. She's interviewed folks like President Bill Clinton, Sidney Poitier, mm -hmm. Jamie Foxx, Vivica Fox, Marlon and Sean Wayans, Mike Epps, Stephanie Mills, Tamar Braxton, Janelle Monet. She has interviewed a lot of amazing people and now i am so glad to be one of the people interviewing her ladies and gentlemen miss nikki thomas wow wow i'm like who is he talking about that's <laughs> that's an amazing introduction thank you so much thank you um, so much so, for being with us thank you thank you for having me and you know sometimes when, when people are giving you an introduction it's like you know you're like blink it doesn't you know, sometimes you can sit in your own space, be in your head, and you can just feel like you haven't really done anything or haven't done enough. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's a great encouragement to hear all these big, fancy words and stuff um, and, and, and just have a, a great intro like that. So thank you. That, that gave me a little something for the rest of my day. Hold, hold up. Let me. <laughs> I, I like to do a homemade church fan when I'm having <laughs> Well, you filled my home. Uh, you know, you, you filled up my home and uh, it's, it's your voice is just a part of, uh, you know, a lot of us in the Bay Area, just a part of our, our morning routine. And, and, and uh, you know, it's, I think it's special. And I think that you got to give people their roses while they can smell them. And so, you know, so, so that leads us right into like my first question. And, and like I said, we just don't have us a good conversation. Just a good old two friends having a, a chat. Because uh, I intend to learn from you, and uh, and I'm going to enjoy the moment. So okay, let's just enjoy the moment. I'm ready. Yeah. So what got you in the radio? How did you end up doing that? Oh, you know what? This is this is my favorite story to tell because um, I I never pursued radio. Um, I, I would say one of my greatest life blessings are those things that just kind of fell. Mm and said, hey, it was like spirit was saying, hey, Nikki, here you go. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Um, so I was, um, actually this happened twice in my life. It was two major pivotal things. Um, when I was in high school back in New Orleans, um, you know how you have an elective in high school? Mm -hmm. um, there was, an, you know, I'd chosen things as electives, but none of those things worked out apparently. I ended up in speech and debate class. So that was step one. I did not choose it. It chose me and I went on to um, compete in speech and debate locally and nationally while I was in high school. That taught me how to speak. 
It taught me how to be confident. It taught me how to pretty much speak to everybody in every different language, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And it happened again when I was in college. I had chosen some electives. I did not choose radio. It popped up as one of the classes I was going to take. <laughs> and, you know, I was too lazy to go change it. So I ended up in radio class. Radio class led me to... Um, like my professor saying, you know what, you really do have a good voice. I said, really? You know, but that was, that was thanks to speech and debate where I learned how to fashion things. Um, so I said, oh, well, great. He said, you wouldn't you think about radio or something like that one day? Oh, okay, whatever. One day, maybe. So he said, no, no, I'm going to call the radio station. So what KBLX is to the Bay Area, um, uh, WYLD is to New Orleans. So he called WYLD and said, I'm sending one of my students over there. She's really good. So mm. they pushed me out the door. You know how the, the bird, you get pushed the bird out of the nest. He's just like, nope, I insist. Okay, great. So I went over there. A uh, month later, I think somebody got fired and I got hired. That was the beginning of my radio career. Literally, they just, bam, here it is. And I spent, what, I want to say the next four years in New Orleans radio and spent another four and a half years in Buffalo. And then the Bay, Bay Area came calling in 2002. So um, it's been an interesting ride. And, you know, we'll get into the nuts and the bolts of what all of that means and how I'm kind of unraveling what all of that meant. Um, but that was it. It, 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 came, um, it just kind of came about. It just mm. kind of manifested itself. So, oh, this is one of the things I was I'm, I'm meant to do while I'm here. So, you know, I'm a very go with the flow kind of a person, and okay. um, that's the way it happened. It just happened pretty easily and naturally. Well, I do want to jump into the nuts and bolts. Uh, let me. So, just off top, I do. What What was your favorite interview? That I interviewed somebody else. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, I'll give you some of my favorites. Uh, surprisingly enough, Tamar Braxton was a favorite. I can see that. Um, so the thing is, and I, well, I never watched the Braxton's TV show, just kind of borderline familiar with her. Um, she was great. You know, I asked her, what's the one word that describes you? And she thought about it and she said, worthy. And worthy is a life-changing word. Because so many of us walk around in a state of unworthiness and we wonder why stuff is not working out for us. You know, you have to kind of be in alignment. So what she was saying was very deep. You know, a lot of times you meet people and they have one image or one way you think they are. And just like you and I are doing right now, mm -hmm. when I talk to you, I really want, I'm trying to get in your brain. <laughs> I'm trying to snatch your soul a little bit and, and pull out something that not everybody else is going to pull out like oh when's your next album coming out okay i never do that i don't want to talk about that so you know with her i saw something in there that i didn't see before so i love that um when was that interview hmm? when was that interview i want to say about three years ago three and a half years ago it was actually uh aired on the braxton's show it was part of the it was filmed for part of the so you could probably find it on the internet i'll have to maybe dig it up and post it one day um but that it was a great little nugget because it 
gave me a nice national cameo for a second. So um, I'd have to say Tamar, uh, Janelle Monet was great because she, you know, she's a deep, smart thing. She talked about Prince and what she said about Prince only made sense to me after Prince died. Mm. And what was that? I asked, you know, again, I was like, what's the, uh, you know, word association? I'm going to give you these people and you give me one word. I think I asked her about uh, Erica Badu, Miguel, and Prince. And when she said Prince, when I said Prince, she paused for a second and she said, time traveler. So what else was Prince but a time traveler? He was clearly 30, 40 years ahead of his time. Mm. You know, the way, the way our young people present themselves nowadays, Prince did that in the 70s, where it's like, don't worry about what I am. Don't worry about any of this. Yeah, I know it's, it might be confusing, too. This is what I am. This is who I am. This is my genius, so I will not cover it up. Um, so I felt like what she was saying was very, um, it was very profound that she saw that, you know, because she was, she was close to him. She saw that before he passed away. Mm. And, um you know, musically, spiritually, and so many ways, it's really important. So, um, Nikki, say that last part again. Your, your audio went out just a little bit. Yours, oh, yeah. Say it again about just the last the last ten seconds of what you said. Your audio was uh. Oh, I, I don't know where you stopped, but um, uh, <laughs> you were basically saying she saw that uh, she saw that in him before he passed away. Right. She saw that in him before he passed away that he was um, you know, spiritually, mm -hmm. uh, musically, a time traveler. It's like, hey, I, I'm, I'm not going to be here for the duration. I can't be here 70, 80, 90 years. I'm dipping in because I really, this, this particular time doesn't really, I'm here to be a leader in this particular time. Mm. Out. Um, I think anybody who's born in the, in the body or the form of a rock star, uh, they're not they're not destined to be with us for very long because that's not a lifestyle that's sustainable as we saw uh, evidence that you know Michael and Prince it's like we watched our greatest entertainers just wither away and and just kind of pass on so it you know it, it's an energy that burns out very quickly I believe and um, so you know she gave me a little insight into that and one more uh, Jamie Foxx was a good interview too um, I like I like all the people that you name. Jamie is uh I think I think on a business level, I think a lot of people sleep on his business acumen. But what 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 stood out about uh, Mr. Fox? Mm -hmm. What stood out about him? He was just a comfortable person. You know what I'm saying? There are a lot of people that have that aura, and I I, I had to mute him a little bit because he he said the N word on the air. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's very down to earth. Mm -hmm. Very down to earth, regular dude, um, and man, I love that. Uh, and I'm gonna add some. I'm gonna add a few more because it was like some people that have passed on since. So it was like um, was it Charlie Murphy? Mm. Charlie Murphy twice. Um, remember the R&B singer Vesta? Who? Um, Vesta. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but I'm my not. my OG, you gotta look her up. Okay. She's like Vesta. She, she sounds a lot like uh, maybe Shaka Khan. Okay. Shaka Khan for a hot minute. And sometimes she would sing and people thought it was Shaka. Um, so Vesta, um, Ashford and Simpson, mm. um, Dick Gregory. How was Dick Gregory? I, like, I, read, I remember reading his book 
early on in my life mm -hmm. and just being like, wow, uh, Dick Gregory was a different dude. So how was that interview? Man, let me tell you something. What I love, I love, number one, I love being a crazy person, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> you know, being that person that's like, okay, Nikki, what are you talking about? You know, oh my God, I don't even, you know, um, what I love is like Dick Gregory, you'd say, okay, that, that's a different brother. But when I sat and talked to him and he started speaking, you'd be like, oh, this is a little crazy what we're talking about. But oh, I understand all of it. I know where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. Talking about the indigo children and the crystal children and this and that and dust and so. And he was reminding me to drink my water and how, how important it is to hydrate myself. Because this happened at the, um, the KBLX Breakfast Hotel Nico, if you remember that. Yeah. Um, sitting side to side and we talked and I said do you think they killed Michael Jackson he said hell yeah <laughs> so he was just boom 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 again down to earth he didn't like do his interview and then bounce which I've seen a lot of people do you know sometimes people are busy but he had some time to chill he chilled with just random people in the room he just went and sat down with a family he's like hey how y'all doing and he sat ate took pictures and he was just a you know, kind of uh, elder you want to sit and just listen to. So, and again, like I said, I, I like, you know, if you're to the left, you're part of my tribe. Mm -hmm. And it was just like an automatic thing. And I got to know, because, um, you know, the brother been around for a while. And sometimes, like, you know, I've come up and then you see this person. Who is that dude? You know, and as you grow older, you get to know. And then it's like, whoa, he's sitting next to me. So, that's probably one of the greatest things as we start to lose all these people. You can say, okay, look, I had a moment with that person, mm -hmm. with this person. So that's, it's a, it's a great, great blessing. Great blessing. Okay. So, so just staying in that world then, like how, I mean, you were, you've been in radio for a minute and you actually, it's not just that you've been in a radio for a while, but things have moved so fast in the time in which you were in radio. Like you went, it went from, from being a, a certain type of way to completely transforming. So how did the the shift in radio, like how did you how did you picture that? How did you see all that movement? Well, the thing is this, I think if you're really gonna be successful, you gotta learn how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, you have to learn how to go with the flow and understand that things are gonna always change. You know, I think the worst thing we can ever do is resist the change. It's like, that's what we're here. We're here. We're born. We're supposed to live in this pocket, and then we're going to pass on. So things are going to constantly change. Um, so there's been some great changes, and there have been some not-so-great changes, but I'm choosing to look at these things as great or not-so-great. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, the rise of social media. Um has been a great thing and a great way to stay connected and engage with your family, otherwise known as listeners. We don't say listeners, we say family. So you can get very close to people to understand other folks and therefore understand yourself a little bit better. Um, you know, I think that part is great. Of course, we hear about, you know, the corporate takeover and yes, I, you know, you have to forgive me because I've gone through this many, 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 many times. We're about to be sold. You know, we that'd be a whole nother interview about the implications of we're about to be sold. <laughs> <laughs> so that's happened many times in my career. Many mm. times. But the bottom line of that is 
it could change at any time. Hmm. It doesn't matter who you are, you can be replaced. You know, you can be replaced and you're going to have to go on with your life when it happens. Um, you know, and if you're so blessed to be in a pocket where you are, you know, in a community and you're being impactful, et cetera, et cetera. Um, again, you know, you can look for opportunities yourself or you could be pushed out of the next time for you to go. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. So I, I've seen all, all kinds of people from the top on down. You're going to fall. You got to get back up. And you can't take it for, for a given that you're going to have a job tomorrow. You can't ever do that. You know, and the only thing you can do to combat that is to be valuable, value of high value and of high engagement with your community. Because this, I'll tell you one, you said the things that have changed, that's the one thing that has changed. So if it's visible, you have numbers on yourself now. Who's following you on Twitter? Who's following you here, here, here? That's going to let folks know that you've been doing your work. You know, when you step into the door anywhere, okay, let's look at what your following is. Right. People follow you. They're going to follow you to us. It's not just KBLX on the radio now. It's KBLX on the internet. So people listen to the station all over the world. People watch my live streams all over the world. So you have a farther reach. So whatever things you can say, oh, it's not like it used to be. Hey, look, we can wake up on a Sunday. We can turn our computers on and people can watch us from everywhere. That's amazing. It's an amazing thing. So, um, you know, the, just the, the bottom line is just you just have to roll with the punches and there's going to be something new and great to replace the things that might be comfortable. And mm-hmm. comfortable is a, is a terrible word for a creative. <laughs> you right. know, you know, comfortable is a terrible word. We don't want to be comfortable. Right. So, um, yeah, lots of changes. And, you know, just if you want to do quick math, I got into radio in 1992. So quick math is, well, what is this? Is that 26 years? I don't want to feel old. So we just, <laughs> I was, <laughs> 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. my math is, is off. And then I'm a little bit in denial at the same time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't need to, uh, no, because I was born in 83, so I don't need to, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of great things that have come about in the past few years, and you have to trade, you have to trade off. Um, so what's one of the biggest, I mean, I feel like you got the lessons embedded in there, but if you had to, like, if there were aspiring, uh interviewers or, or radio personalities or internet personalities at this point because it's the the field has shifted what's what's some of the lessons that you learned that you probably like those folks to be able to pick up well you can't be afraid of yourself you know um i was thinking when a young man came up to me how do you do this time i was hosting an event and side note. Hold on, Nikki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound one more time. You said, uh, you said, right when you started talking about the young man came up to you. Go right. Start from there. Oh, so a young man came up to me at an event I was hosting, and he said, "How do you do that?" Um, he said, "You're fearless on the mic." Um, you know, and I like that he used that word. It's like, yeah, that's what it is, but that's not really what it is. It's just that you cannot think too hard. You cannot overthink. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's really the only big thing that you push past 
um, you got to get out of your head. What's great about radio, or what's great about being on stage anywhere, it's like, look, if I throw you in the water, you're going to either learn how to swim or you're going to drown. So quick, fast, in a hurry, you better move something, learn how to float, do something. You don't have time. When you have time, you procrastinate. When you have time, you second guess. When you have time, you want to rethink and want everything to be perfect. Now, we have time for that. Mm-hmm. So it's not fearlessness. It's just pushing your fear to the side and just going with the energy that's there. Uh, most of the time, I like to press a little bit, but not very much. Right. Because the part that's not prepped is the part where the little magic. That's where the magic happens, right? That's where the magic happens. Like Quincy Jones says, let, leave room for God to step in. Don't try to have the whole thing figured out. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like that is like the juice. Um, again, I, I'm a um, go with the flow kind of person. So I, that excites me. It's like a roller coaster ride. Right. You, know, you just say what's there. Don't try to think of the right thing to say. That's the kiss of death. Don't ever think about what's the right thing to say. And really, this is for life. It's like there is no right. You say what you're feeling in the moment. Mm. And I could prepare, but five minutes from now, that moment is different. I got to work with what's there at that particular time. So what did I, what was I supposed to say right here? You wasted a lot of time right there. So, you know, it is a certain, you have to start to trust yourself. You have to, you know, not be afraid of what you sound like and what you look like. When I, you know, I work with, with clients now, um, you know, as far as how to, you know, do confident live streams and, um, you know, how to get in front of the camera, or how to talk. Well, you know, and the first thing people will say is, I don't like the way I look. Okay, who does? Who likes, you know, nobody likes the way they sound every day. Stop even thinking about that. It's not about, it's not about you. So, you know, you just have to jump. You just have to jump into the dang thing and start swimming. You, um, I, I think we have like a block when it comes to A, going with the flow and B, making it up as we go along. We see that as a bad thing. That's a great thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look at the things that we're doing. People made these ideas up, you know, the, the tools that we're using, the cameras. It's like, okay, Steve Jobs. No, no, no. I want everything to be different. I want it to be like this. I'm going to make up this great concept. And you have to leave yourself room. Right. Pick it up as you go along. That's where the money is. That's where the juice is. That's where the magic is, like, at all times. Well, I think that was a perfect answer because I, I, I want to give you props because the way in which I consumed radio changed, like, almost overnight, right? Like, so, you know, I would be the it, – it's the – you listen to stuff in the, in the house as you're getting dressed. Uh, you might listen to radio stations in the car. You know, one station is playing and a commercial come on, then you switch – you know, you know all those morning people, and then the iPod came out, and then when the iPod came out, and I could put in it at the time, it was like a thousand songs in one space, right? Which was crazy. I know. Was crazy. I didn't understand. We didn't understand what it was when it, it was like, what, 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 what do you do with this? Right. It was crazy, right? And then the way in which I, 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 I didn't listen to the radio as much because I could choose what I wanted to hear. I could make the playlist, and I could do those things. And then you start to, you know, there are certain personalities that I grew up with. There are certain personalities that I just knew. I knew your name. Uh, like Chewy Gomez, I knew his name. Like there are just folks around. Um, and sometimes like whoever was doing the PBS thing. Um, uh, but I remember like when Miss, you know, the first few times I heard Miss Gwen on PBS, uh, another person we just lost, um, not PBS, um, 
where was Miss Gwen Eiffel? Um, I used to listen uh, to, 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 to her broadcast. She just passed away not that oh, long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and, but then, like, it changed. But I think folks like you figured out early on, like, I got to go with the tide, right? Like, and that had to be tough for radio people because one of the benefits of radio or harms or however you look at it was, you don't see me, you just hear me. So I can, you know, uh, and then when radio folks had to start being in front of cameras and doing live streams and like putting their stuff up on YouTube, some people could do that and some people couldn't. And I think that one of the ways that I, I, I re-found you was like Facebook. We've been Facebook friends. I see the conversations that you have, the way you engage with people. I see how um, you kind of ventured out into these other avenues. And so the one thing that I wanted to do is because I, I feel like I'm getting to know Nikki Thomas the person, not Nikki Thomas the radio personality, because there's so many other things that you do. Um, and I want you to talk about those things because so because people like to put folks or celebrities or people that they like, they like to put them in this box. And I think that when you do that, you strip people's humanity. Like you don't give them a chance to be a human or to make mistakes or to learn and to grow. And I think that the personality that I see in you, and even just when we sat down and talked and had coffee and we ended up talking way longer than our allotted time, right? It was because we got to see like the humanity and people and we talked about life lessons and things of that nature. So you're doing so many other things and giving yourself to so many other people. Uh, I just wanted to let you, um, like what led to that transition and what are those things? Cause a lot of people might not know. Mm-hmm. Um, so before I even get into that, what I'll say is there's really no such thing as celebrity. There's no such thing. As right. <laughs> you know, right. that's the thing that I had to understand is that that allows you to talk to anybody, mm-hmm. you know, that allows you to connect with anybody that's in front of you. Um, so there's really no such thing as that. Um, everybody wants to be seen. And I don't mean in a celebrity fashion, I mean, want to be seen mm-hmm. and, you know, they want to be really loved and they want to be connected. So, um, You know, what, what I'll say is this, uh, you know, I'll give you the example. Um, it's, 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 it's rare that people, it's like, okay, oh my God, yeah, in some peace. you know, I'm a, I'm a single mom in this piece. I'm a single mom here in the Bay Area. I don't have family in the Bay Area. So mm-hmm. there was a whole lot of struggle behind a lot of that stuff that I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, if you just want a quick fast, oh, okay, you know, the whole let's, humanity part, that, that's really what it was. So, you know, the whole five in the morning thing was a nightmare logistically, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, you know, there's, there's really, there's not that. Everybody's going through some kind of evolution. I don't like the word struggle, but you know what I mean by the word struggle. Since right. Things like that. So it's like that, you tap into that part of, you know, and this is another thing that makes everything so great about what's happening right now. We have the social media where you can connect and engage. It's like, okay, we, this is why I'm in my living room right now, <laughs> you know, and this is why I do this every day or week or every day if I want to. Um, so to answer the question, you know, for me, you know, the evolution of, or the unfolding of what's happening in life for me is everything is about spirit. Everything you talk about goes back to spirit. And before we started talking, I wrote down the spirituality of self-worth. 
Um, you know, I find it hard to put in the words as to what I do or what's the bottom line. I think that's the bottom line, right? The spirituality of self-worth. So, you know, what I do, I empower women specifically through spirituality. And, you know, you could say yoga, you could say motivational speaking, you could say, um, you know, empowerment talks um, every week on live stream or, you know, you could call it whatever you want, but at the end of the day, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's spirituality. It's yourself, how you see yourself, how you see the world, and how how much, how great do you think you are? So that's an idea we have to upgrade daily. That you know, if we're talking about spirituality or law of attraction or manifesting stuff or putting stuff on your vision board, and how do you really make it happen? That's the bottom line right there. How close, you know, when you talk to people, think about God and how great God is and what your idea of God is. How close are you to that? How close do you feel that way about yourself? Um, God being something on the inside, not the outside that you have to aspire to or do these lists of right things and then perhaps you'll be allowed to, you know, connect with the power, the great powers there all the time. Let's beautify it. Let's make accessible particularly for women women of color because we you know we gotta the longest list is for us women don't do this don't do that if you do this he's gonna he's not gonna respect you if you do you know it's it's a whole list of things that once you knock away all of this foolishness and value yourself as you are you know that's that's the only time that anything can start really popping for you so that's my process process and I feel like that's the process I want to share through yoga you know and yoga is basically that's um physical prayer moving your body in prayer you know moving your body to align yourself with the divine spirit um so you know you, you can hear a great many things if you you know listen or watch or whatever but that is the bottom line of everything that I'm doing being truer and truer to yourself as the days progress in your life, being more of who you are. A bad relationship, you know, you and I talked about that in person. Relationships, once you walk away from something terrible, you should be more of who you are, not less. You know, more of who you are. Oh, you know what? Let's let that fall away. <laughs> let more of this come out. The next, the next person, I want this next person to appreciate more of this quality. I will hide less of what I am. So, you know, that's that's what, that's that's the foundation of everything. Um, and, you know, I, I will say that it came about, like, maybe in the last five years or so. It's like, no, Nikki, this is, all this is spiritual in nature, all this. And, you know, that is how I would like it to be presented. So yes, I teach yoga classes. Yes, I speak. Um, Yes, I create um, offering and digital courses to help women. And, you know, certainly I'm talking to women most of the time, but hey, anybody who wants to participate to help people transform Mm -hmm. into uh, deeper, better versions of themselves in life and in business. So... um, you know, and I do all that because, again, it, it, it had been a struggle for me. It's like, well, how come nobody told me this? How come nobody had this information for me? Um, so that's it. So if you notice the word soul is everywhere, 
Uh, and when, when, when KBLX changed the logo to the soul of the day, I was like, ooh, ooh look at that alignment right there. So mm-hmm. like, I teach soul yoga and, um, you know, I call the, the spirituality soul power. I was like, ooh, I like that word soul. So, um, and then on, on Sundays now, I do soul school Sunday from 2 to 7. So that's what it's all about. If you want to take just one word and attach it to Nikki, it's the word soul. And you can just, um, you know, define that however. And you said you do your live stream when? Um, I usually do it Sunday mornings. I took some spring break time because I'm going to be traveling uh, this week. Okay. So um, so usually Sunday mornings at 8. And it's it's going to do some revamping. And that's 8 a.m. Pacific time for folks that's not in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. So um, I I feel like I want to revamp a little bit just because my Sunday schedule has changed. So so today, Sunday, so 2 o'clock, we have to be on the radio. So, um, you know, it's everything. It it changes really fast. And I I like it when things change really fast. So that's what it is right now. Um, So, yeah. Okay. Answer the question because I have a tendency to ramble. You, no, no, no. You go. You, 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 you can ask whatever you want. I love those answers. I think those answers are dope. I think that you mentioned the relationship part, and now I'm gonna have a bunch of messages asking me about relationships now. But it's all. Uh, <laughs> but you go. You, you can go wherever you uh wherever you like to go because I think that um, like I said, I, I think I think that we need to let wisdom speak, and what I mean by that is somebody that's put in the time. Uh, that's seen some things, that's that's had some big wins, some big losses, and like you know, is moving with with. I, I just think there's something to be said about wisdom. Um, I think that sometimes we uh, like things are different now. Like you were saying, like for instance, we have I have we have the power of a of a radio or television network in our phones now. Like that's just a different. It's just different, right? Like you know, my cousin, he is a um, he was the first black. Uh, columnist for the Denver Post. He's a sports writer. He went on to do some work with NFL Network, ESPN, and is, and is still like doing like a lot of high-level work. And he came and spoke to some of my fellows and he talked to him about, so I, I, went to, I went to college. I took an internship. I went to journalism school. I did this internship in Detroit where they sent me for like three or four years for no money. Then I went and wrote these other articles and he was just like, you know, it was basically a 20-year push before he really got into his career and what he was saying to my young people was like you can publish the same thing that I published right from your phone right now in the, in an hour if you really want to and I think that what comes with that though is there are benefits to that but there's also so many lessons and so many skills he got along the way um, versus somebody that might just jump on and and want to do what Nikki Thomas has done but right but it's like there are things that you had to learn along the way though, right? And just the way in which we intake information and we learn now is just different. It's so fast. So I want you to keep answering those questions because I think there are nuggets in there that people can kind of take away. Um, so how do you think from, from year one and year two to now, like what was some of those lessons that you learned? Um, and not just in the radio piece, right? But just like you said, um, your work is around spirituality of self-worth it's around uh it's inflicting soul into everything that you do like you had to get to that place you didn't come in like that so you know how did you get to that place well you know the thing is that place let's define that place 
uh, you know, it's just like in the Wiz or the Wizard of Oz, the place is there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just I just wrote it down so I could get the letters right. Something the young people say right now, D G A F. Something that the young people say right now. Uh, that's a lot of spirituality in, in those letters. Mm-hmm. When you stop giving a dang, that's when everything blossoms. That really was the place right there. Right. The less you again, we were talking about thinking, overthinking and you know, being in your head and being focused on what you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. Stop, stop caring about that. Do you, you're underneath the layers of the shoulds, what your mom and daddy said to do. You know, you get to a certain age. Yeah, you know, for your own safety, I say 18 and under, yes, listen to your parents. But after that, you're not supposed to care. I'm not trying to be a blueprint of anybody else. So, you know, good, good grown folks who are in my age bracket, you know, I, I gave y'all lots of numbers and years and stuff. Y'all can see I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a spring chicken. <laughs> so, you know, you get, get to a certain age and it's like, you know what? I wish somebody would have just let me be free at a younger age, or Mm -hmm. I wish that I would have understood how to just be freer at a younger age. I should not have cared about having something to fall back on. Mm -hmm. I should not have cared about, you know, certain, you know, when you're, especially when you're young, really at any age, you know, so you, the DGAF, given a blank, Um, (laughs) that's, that's you, that's you, and what you came to do right so you could get to there a lot quicker um have you have you read the book or listened to the book uh i want to say it's the subtle art of not giving a blank i, re- I have it's a great book yeah, yeah. I, re- I read that book i went to, i read that book in the bahamas actually it was a. Uh, I read a few books when i took out there and i love the the cover and all that stuff but i did the audio book and, uh, what I was about to say, the audio book is whoever I think it's a different guy who narrated it. He is, I mean, it's like hollering great. crazy. Hollering. I'd be driving and just falling out. Um, so that's it right there. If you know you're trying to get to a there, right? You know, there really is no there. That's the first thing you need to know. But if there is a there in your head, the quickest way to get to it is not to give a damn. Not not to think about what you should do. And in that book, I mean, I'm glad that you listed that. So people that's listening, you should write down that book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving uh, a F. It, it's a great book. And I think what made the book so great is his uh, his ability just to be honest. I mean, he was so honest. Like it was, he was uncomfortably honest in a way that made you comfortable. If that makes sense. It was, uh, he talked about stuff about him and just his shortcomings and what he was worried about and the effect that that had on him. And and it wasn't until he embraced that stuff that he could let that stuff go. And it's a great read. It's, it goes by quick. But that's what it is, though. Um, one, one of the times on Soul Power Sunday, we were talking about the first thing that you think about in the morning, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, you were talking about, you said worried. So usually, I don't know, for me, sometimes I wake up with worry. And a lot of us wake up with worry. And... The worry comes because when you think, okay, you're this way and you think you're supposed to be that way, 
or you have this and you think you're supposed to have that. You worry about the things you think you're supposed to have and the ways you think you're supposed to be. Um, you know, that's really it. You, you said honest and you said worried. It's just like we feel like we can't thoroughly be honest. Mm-hmm. And we feel like we got to worry about something. Um, so I, I think that's, you know, being honest at every turn and digging and you keep digging into who you are is, is a very powerful practice. So, you know, I, I, took, I remember when we did that live stream about, you know, what's the first thing you think about in the morning? And I said, just honestly, put it put in the chat box what it is. So I heard a lot of women say, I need to lose weight, okay? I don't have enough money. My stomach is too big, okay? Does that sound like the thoughts of a sane person? We walk around with insanity in here, Mm. straight insanity, all right? Nobody's looking at that stuff you think people are looking at. For years, I walked around, I mean, I swear I was 40 before it, I got it out of my head. I walked around thinking there was something wrong with me because I was a thin person. This was something that needed to be fixed. It was my New Year's resolution every year that I needed to gain 10 pounds. It's, a, you know, when you say this stuff out loud, you see how absurd it is that you're walking around thinking that there's something wrong, that, you know, there's something to worry about, and there's something that needs to be fixed about you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the stuff you're trying to tear away as a grown person that somebody put in there when you were not old enough to, you know, combat it. Um, that's, that's what makes life, that takes the joy out of life when you have, you know, these constant worries and these irrational fears about, you know, crazy stuff. Mm. You know, this is why we go back to the word self-worth. That's what that is. That's what that is. You know, if you have these worries and fears and I, I'm not this and I'm not that, how can you draw good stuff to yourself? That's impossible that you're going to draw good stuff to yourself when you think that there's something wrong with you. Mm. Um, so, you know, like back to the original question, you said, how do you get there? There is no there. You are the there and the there is now. And that's, that's bottom line. It's like you could take a big, long journey and walk barefoot up to the top of the mountain in Tibet if you want. <laughs> you know, you can do all that if you choose. If you feel like you need to take some kind of um, crazy journey, this is like, what's, what's the other book? The Alchemist. Everybody's read The Alchemist. The treasure, you, the treasure was right there. But it's like, you know, in his case, it was like the, you know, he felt like he needed to do all these things. The, the journey there was treasure on the journey, but like just the little, the, the, the bag of gold or whatever it was, I was sitting there the whole freaking time. It was there the whole time. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a, um, it's an interesting, um, is that the way you use it? Is it a paradox or whatever? Um, that that's what we think it is. It's a there. It's a there. We got to get to. No, no, no. The there is here. It's just, uh, can you just jump into that? You know, I'm already that. I'm already this thing that I say I want to be. Um, how about there's nothing wrong with me the way I am right now? And the only thing that'll happen is that things will just get better and better. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a more powerful way to walk um, throughout life. And, you know, I guess that's my old people talking, you know, me being... You're not old. You keep saying this. Like, I think, I think that, like, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think you are. I, I, and this is the thing. I think that 
this this and hearing you say that this is the piece that i want to give out one i want to say something about the alchemist because it's a great book and i have a favorite part in that book my favorite part is when the kid was working at the store and he was sweeping the steps and cleaning the windows and he was like i'm gonna find god in in in, in the sweeping these steps and cleaning the windows i think that that was that that opened me up in a different type of way of like whatever moment you in give it your all and then other things kind of open up in that way <laughs> and that's that's hilarious i'm glad you said that mm -hmm. i'm said that like find god you think god is hiding somewhere that's the funniest thing i've ever heard god is god is playing hide and seek with you right you gotta right. find a scavenger hunt you know no you're a slice of god there's no god to find god is where you are you mm. know and yeah I, I think that's great you find it in these you know you you understand the god that's there already it's like okay you sitting somewhere you got food to eat you got a beautiful kid okay look this is all this is god all of it is mm. um so that that's that's a great I'm, I'm glad that you said that like that yeah um, and, I, and i think and, and and i think the part that i wanted to say though too though is because around this technology and around these things and around young folks like young folks and i, I still consider myself young but there's levels to that right i still consider you young but i think that like um people i think older wiser people are giving up the market too easy um of this technology piece it's not just for these young folks that like grew up with it you can i don't care if you if you 60 but your content is right and what you're talking about like it's nothing for you to like utilize this stuff to get your message out because i think that youth has youth has a lot of energy and i don't want to lose and miss the wisdom you know what I mean? I think that there's a lot of wise people that we are missing out on um, because they're afraid to embrace uh, the way in which things are changing. You know what I mean? And like, I think that there are some great radio and TV personalities that's not around no more because they just did not want to get with the newness of what was happening, right? So I consume, yeah, yeah. And so I love the way that you've embraced Facebook. I love the way that you've embraced these things and there's still more for you to learn the same way there's more for me to learn. And I think that I just don't want somebody sitting at home feeling sorry for themselves saying that this is a young, this is a young man, a young woman's game or whatever, when it's like, nah, like this stuff is here for you to conquer as well. Like if you, you can be, you can be a spring chicken at 60. You can be a spring chicken at 70. I mean, listen, man, if, if God bless her soul, I love, I used to love listening to Ruby D speak. When her and O.C. Davis would speak, y'all would get so much from it. If, if Ruby D was here today and jumped on a Facebook live stream, do you understand like the people that would be listening to her and OC Davis have they banter back and forth and just listen to all that wisdom and knowledge that would be in a conversation. So I just don't want people to be selling themselves short. I think that when we share this program, yeah. I'm going to have my audience and I think that I'm going to give you the file so you can share it and I'm going to teach you how to run it on live after the fact too. And that's a different, I think that you connect to a different group of people that might be feeling like they can't get back into like sharing mm -hmm. what they've learned and sharing their wisdom. And that, and, and that's not an issue. You and I can teach a course on that. I, I just think that like, don't, don't sell yourself short. Cause this is here. Like this don't have an age restriction, a limit on it. Like it's whoever grabs it and takes it up and runs with it. And it don't have to be perfect. Like don't let perfect be the enemy of good and getting things done. So and oh, I think that you have been master at executing. Hold on, let me get my homemade church fan again. Because <laughs> you're preaching. It's, it's so true. This is, this is one of the things that I teach. I'm you know, teaching online courses now, too. Um, you got to convince people. I'm surprised at the amount of convincing. 
Um, and you know, women of, of my age bracket and maybe a little bit older, you got to pull them. No, no, no. You have something mm -hmm. that you, you know, that's to be shared. And, you know, I have to kind of convince a little bit because of these great tools, because you shared a tool with me and it's like, Oh, what is that? Let me jump on it. So what, like say the folks who are, uh, you know, a, a little more seasoned, just like you said, need to understand is like, no, 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 this technology makes it easier. And it's not harder. We're not, you know, over here with a, a typewriter, you know, that was hard. Right. Okay? You made a mistake on that daggone typewriter. It's over. Honey, it's over. <laughs> it wasn't over. You made your life, it made life harder. Today's technology makes life very easy. And again, just like you said, you got a whole network in your phone. Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever question you have, the answer is in your phone. It's in that app store. It's somewhere very nearby. It's, it's in your fingertips. Mm -hmm. Oh, this right here? Yes, that right there. This movement right here can change your life in an instant. Um, so I think just the merging of those two things, just like you just said, somebody who is, you know, you've got nuggets to share. You took this whole long journey and you understood that the journey really didn't have to be that long. That's that's to be shared, right? If I'd have known at this age what I know now, um, so the young, the younger folks can get a little closer to their greatness a little bit quicker than we did. Right. So, you know, we talked about that fear, you know, being fearless. Look, okay, look, you never, you know, anything about it is going to explode. Nothing is going to happen bad if there's no messing up. Just mm -hmm. jump in and learn it. So that fear can keep you from so much. You have to push past the fear by any means necessary. Um, a, a lot of women um, were saying, I get like a lot of inboxes when I share with women and it's like, I'm doing a lot of new stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like when I got let go from KBLX, I was 45. And notice I said I was 45. So I got let go a few years ago. So, you know, quick math again. But the thing <laughs> to remember is that I... Uh, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to do a lot of stuff, but you doing new stuff and coming out of your comfort zone, it's painful. It hurts. You resist it. You don't want to do that. I'm tired. I'll do it later. You, you know, it's dressed up in little fancy words like procrastination or whatever. But all that is, it's like it's uncomfortable and it, it, it you know, you feel it all in your heart chakra that, oh, my God, this is something new. So I, what I share with people is that sometimes it's a good cry before you can get any, a little bitty thing. Okay, I'm going to create a graphic for this new course. Oh my God, it'll take me so long to just get past, sit down. Have a good cry at this computer if you need to, because you know your demons will come up. I can't do this. Who do you think you are? What is this stuff you're doing? All of that old 1952 stuff and 1962 stuff that your people might have taught you and planted seeds in there. That stuff will come out when you're trying to create something new. So it's all right to feel, it's all right to, I mean, I have, it's like a ritual for me. I got to sit there and I know I have to do it. I don't feel like doing it. I don't want to do it. I don't think I can do it. I don't even know how to do it, you know, and you have to have a daggone cry and keep going. So this is what I said about by any means necessary. This got to come out of there by any means necessary, but you have to realize it's in there. You have to realize that it's got to go. So it's a process and it's a ritual that's very important. You cannot not acknowledge your fears and emotions, but just acknowledge that these things here, okay, this got to come out of here. Right, I mean, I, I, hmm? I, I, think that, I, I think what you just said is really powerful. And I think that, and I'm looking at that from, I mean, I know people are redefining manhood and things of that nature, but like when I hear that, I'm like, 
like, oh, that must be like really friend. Like I, like I, I come from a different space, right? Like, so I don't know if I said the keyboard and cry, but I think that, but I, I think that you're creating that space for people and giving them, I, I don't, I mean, people still feel like they need permission to do things that's good for them. And I think that's a place where we got to get past. So I don't know. I think, I think the message that you're given is packaged up and given to women, but I do think that there is a, a quote unquote male equivalent because of like how we grew up, like, I was just taught to deal with issues in a very different way than that, right? Like, yeah, it was, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Learning, I, mean, you know? I, I was taught probably similarly. It's, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like you're not really even given instruction. Just kind of deal with it. Um, and let let me let me. I'm going to turn left for just a second. Uh -huh. I just discovered. Um, started watching Queer Eye. You're familiar with? Yeah, Queer they brought. Eye? They just brought it back on Netflix, right? They just brought it back, and honey, everybody ought to watch that. You would not think of that particular combination, but it's like, it's usually like these, you know, very manly men, they're not in touch with their emotions. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And by the time that the five guys leave, they're just like, oh my God, I love y'all. So, you know, <laughs> it's like we're taught, we're, you know, we're taught, we, we can't bond with certain people. Mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying? You're not supposed to bond with a gay man. No, 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 no. They, they're coming to make it okay for you to be emotional and vulnerable and i mean um it's it's so freaking it's it's tender you know it's like it's it's whoever is writing or putting it together like the first episode there was a guy and you know as soon as he starts talking he's like oh he's still in love with his ex-wife you know and he's talking and they they teach him how to love himself because he kept saying oh well, you can't fix ugly i'm ugly and they're like, what are you talking about? And you watch it and you're like, he's not ugly. What is he talking about? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I feel, I always say that women have an extra layer, but our men have that layer too. That is just like, this is where you don't go. This is what you don't do. This is, you don't feel this, you don't, you know, but it's like they pull out so many things and you see like this transformation, not just the outside, because they give them a makeover. The makeover is cute. But the inside really changes, and it was—it's super. You would not think that it would be that profound, but it's a very profound way of um, uh, allowing people to transform and get out of their own way, you know. Mm. And and this first guy, he was like, "Man, he's like, I became really good friends with them. I was open with them. They were open with me, and I, I really, I loved it." So. Again, especially for our men, specifically our black men, it's like by any means necessary. We want, we want that vulnerability. Mm -hmm. um, that's what's going. You know, I I'll bond with a brother in a second. You start, you know, opening up. I'm like, oh my god, you know, that's what we want. <laughs> we, you know, we, we we love the manliness, but we we want something that we can, you know, level with. Mm -hmm. We don't want like a, a whole a brick wall. You know, you and I talked about that in person, too. It's like, well, as soon as you start, you know what I'm saying, being good and generous and loving, you know, that's, that's uncomfortable. Okay, we can't have healthy relationships with each other, brothers and sisters. We can't have that if the brick walls are there. And I'm not saying just men do it, because many people do it. Mm -hmm. No. No. You know, as soon as things start getting, no, I can't do emotions. What are you talking about? I want, let's do some emotions. Let's do some things and see what that brings up. See, and I think, I think I, and this is, this is, I love that you keep coming back to this because this means that you're just going to have to do the show again because we can just go through all of that stuff. Right? Because, okay, okay, okay. 
Because what I was saying was, even in that space, right, like, you know, I think part of what you were, I, I agree with what you're saying. I also pointed out when we were sitting down talking, like, women teach you how to treat them as well, right? Like, in my interactions with women early on, so, I, you know, and I said that, I, I was, there was a point in time I was a very, very sweet person, and, uh, <laughs> but I, but I did, like, the flowers and all that, I did, like, I tried to do, like, all these things, and the woman straight up was like, oh, you too nice. Like, it's like, wait, whoa, whoa. I, I never even, like, that. I didn't even know that was a, a thing, right? You know what I'm saying? But I think, uh, but we'll tease that for the next time that we get together because I think we actually did have a really deep, in-depth conversation. Um, and I learned a lot in that conversation. And I think that, um, I, I, I think it's dope. And I, and I think that, you know, I know I've been, put, I, I've taken up a lot of your time and I love it. You and I can just go and go and go. Um, oh, I'm I'm a talker. Just you know, when it's I am no no no. You're good. I think <laughs> no, I think it's dope. I think it's dope, and I think people are gonna want more. I think it might be the start of the Nikki and Charles show. Uh, and your name would definitely go first. Uh, we should have <laughs> stuff. But uh, <laughs> but I think I I think that you have given so much. So one, let me just recap a few things that Miss Thomas has told you to go get. She told you to go get the book, uh, the subtle art of not giving an f. She told you if you haven't read it or if you have read it, read again the Alchemist. Uh, she said that you should probably watch the show on Netflix uh, that just got rebooted, the, the Queer Eye for the Straight Guy show. Uh, and it sounds like it has, it has, it has grown well. Um, and then her work around the spirituality of self-worth. Um, we are just in the presence of an amazing woman. And I just wanted to honor and I wanted to thank you. And what you reminded me of, and, and I don't, I know a lot of, this, the one thing I, I'm, I've been getting a little annoyed with social media is around is that, in the growth and expansion of social media, we keep losing more and more of our, our ability to, 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 um, to experience nuance. And so, for instance, like when somebody that we like says something that we don't like, we just no longer like that person at all. We discount them. So Steve Harvey is one of those people, right? And I, but it was something that we talked about just doing. People can feel how they want about Steve Harvey, but Steve Harvey strikes me as somebody that says, I have an idea, I want to do it. And then he just goes and does it. You just- Hello? Look, let me tell you something, and, and I'm going to have to jump to Steve. You know, you I don't have to like everything about him personally. Mm-hmm. You know, like the relationship advice, I'm not down with the relationship advice part. Right. But Steve, as a brand, as a business, as a go-getter, you know, and I mean, I had met and worked with everybody on that team on that morning show. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So any, I don't, you know, anybody that teaches me how to be more of a go-getter, I got to respect him, him, Beyonce, Oprah Winfrey. Let's not right. talk about whatever personal stuff about that. I don't like what she had on. Okay, who cares? Right. But that's, that's exactly, exactly it. Um, I mean, you talk about spring chicken. I mean, Steve Harvey didn't blow. Like, he was, he was around when he was younger, but he didn't, it didn't fall into for him until after 50, I think, right? Like, I mean, Steve Harvey... Oh yeah, and and the, and the biggest the biggest nugget I learned from Steve um, when he the hoodie awards. I think the first time I went to the hoodie awards, you know, he he spoke, and the first thing he said, you know, when he speaks, it's not like the usual Steve, like him hosting a talk show. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's everybody? He didn't do none of that. He came out and he said, "When I was thirty three, I was." Say that again. You went out when you said start. I want you to start over because your sound was acting up, but I think this is a nugget. So you said the you cut off right at, you said when I was 33. He got on stage and he said when I was 33, go ahead. He said when I was 33, I was homeless. And he went on to describe being in the hotel bathroom 
and his method of keeping the towels warm enough to wash his his whole body. And, and that was his routine, because I guess he was living out of his car and he would go in hotel bathrooms to wash up. So he's basically sharing with you how he did this routine and how he would pack the towels together to keep them hot so that he could, you know, get himself uh, together. So it, it's a powerful nugget. It's an example of powerful timing because I sat there and I said, I've never been homeless. I've never been in that situation. So if Steve can go from living in his car and being homeless and washing up in the hotel bathroom, what can I do? You know, so it's, and I like what you said just about the new ones. I don't like that person no more. It's like, no, 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 no. Everybody's a little, there's a little more there or a lot more there that you don't know, or, you know, you might not be paying attention to, or you might, you know, dig a little deeper underneath the brand or the persona. Um, but that's, that's a real, real thing. So, um, you know, again, it's, there's no such thing as celebrity. There's no mm. such thing as that. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing um, to, you know, to do what I've been doing for all this time. And, and that's, that's really always the takeaway nugget. It's like, Oh, this is interesting for everybody to see see it through this, and it's like it, it's not really that. It, it's this over here, um, and that's what everybody wants, you know, to to be seen, to be loved, and to um, be understood. Um, so you know, that's the way we have to step to people. That's the way we have to step to ourselves. Um, you know, you, I've made some great connections with people, famous and not famous, and that's what that's about. It's like, you know, if, if you'll allow it, if you will allow it, I, you know, hey, let's, I'm an Aquarius, so us Aquarians are like this. You know, if you will allow it, let's, <laughs> you know, let's connect on that level. Um, so, you know, yeah, this is this has been awesome. Um, I, I don't mind dipping in regularly and, and having, if you know, if we have a specific thing we want to talk about, um, I think it's important for us to share these pieces of the puzzle because you know people get obsessed with the shiny part like i could take a million cute pictures on instagram and make you think everything was perfect oh look here's the filter we're going to use today you know <laughs> i think we have to have more conversations about the real part of it okay nikki's in front of the keyboard crying her eyes out because she's got to create a graphic mm. and got issues around doing new stuff that's the stuff we got to talk about with folks because Everybody's experiencing that. Famous people, honey, let me tell you, famous people that I've met, it's it, <clears throat> yeah, serious things with some serious dark sides are going on uh, behind what's you know, it's for, for some reason, especially comedians. Comedians are very dark people usually. Um, that it's like it, it, none of that other stuff on the outside is important at all, um, and that's not who that person is. Um, you have been, I want to say, you have been amazing. Uh, we have teased the next show. So the next show is going to get into <laughs> our views on relationships. Uh, <laughs> the next shows, I mean, I think I told you when we sat down, so I have been homeless. I grew up homeless. I'm actually in the in the office that I'm sitting in. I can pretty much see the, the, the where the Salvation Army used to be, where I used to live on Clay Street, and then the Henry Robinson uh, when I was a kid. So we can get into that. And I think that... Um, 
I'm just trying to make sure that I put enough out there so people can keep asking you when you are going back and doing that episode. Uh, but anything that you ever need, Ms. Thomas, is all you is already done. Just let me know. Um, it's not even asking. It's just saying this is what's about to happen. So um, <laughs> I thank you so, so much. I will put up all your information with this stuff. Um, is there anything that any other information that you want people to have um, on the way out? And I'll make sure that I have it put up in the description. Well, you know, let's just stay connected. I'm at Nikki Thomas TV, like all over social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Nikki Thomas TV. Um, two to seven every Sunday, Soul School Sunday on KVLX. Very fun show with music for grown folks classic soul from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and we have a really, really good time. Not even just for grown season folks, really for everybody. But who, who don't love Marvin Gaye and Michael Jackson? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. So, um, so I, I appreciate this time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much.